0: A very good morning to you and welcome to Pathfinder Sabbath in Pioneer Memorial Church. The speakers today are Kofi Mponsa and Ian O. This is the day that the Lord has blessed. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
1: Happy Sabbath, Church. Before we begin, I would like to have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father... Thank you for this special day for Pathfinders, and please set me aside and use me as a vessel to share your message today. In your name I pray, amen. amen. I would like to thank God for this special day, which is Pathfinder Sabbath, and all those involved in making it possible. Be Still, at the title of my sermon, was an idea that Pastor Ben Martin came up with during Christmas break. And I remember when I was struggling with it and he told me to pray and be still. Being still, to my knowledge, is not just simply lack of activity or conflict, but rather not letting other things distract you. It could also mean a state of mind where all other forces are removed. So I remember watching my little brother on his third birthday celebration, and I expected him to stay focused for the cutting of his cake but he was shifting from foot to foot and wriggling in the chair, and I wondered why he couldn't stay focused for the activity of the day. I remember telling him, can you be still? And he said, nope. I took my eyes off of him for a second, and that was the end of the nicely decorated cake with hot wheels on top that my mom bought from Apple Volley. The drinks, the cake, The knife and everything on the table fell on the floor. My brother turned and looked at me with a sad and innocent face and said, my cake is gone. And I said, yep. (laughs) The kids who were also invited could not help sobbing because they had been waiting for a piece of that cake for a long time. The cake was made perfect, um, but my brother's constant movements and distractions destroyed it all. From that day, he learned that it pays to be still. And like my little brother, sometimes we also lose focus on what is important. As I was preparing my sermon, I suddenly felt overwhelmed with homework and the, the, the demands of the week and other circumstances that were arising. I lost focus on God's faithfulness. I knew I was overloaded with assignments, so I decided to give up. But a small voice told me to read 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17 to 18, and it says, For our light affliction, which is but a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This verse reassured me that God would bring me out of my situation. Despite the raging storms that kept coming, Jesus came to my rescue and prepared me to be used as a vessel, and here I am today, amen? Sometimes in the life of every Christian, we must find the spiritual strength and courage to do the will of God. An example was Elijah in the Bible. God prepared his heart and raised him up for a moment of need in the life of his people. He opposed the wicked king Ahab and brought revival to the land of Israel. Elijah's ministry marked the end of Baal's worship in Israel. At times, he was bold and decisive, at other times, fearful and unfocused. After the great victory over the false prophets, rain once fell again on the land of Israel. However, despite the victory and provision from the Lord that he received, Elijah entered a period of wavering faith and sadness. Again, hearing that Ahab's wife Jezebel had made a vow to kill him, Elijah felt sorry for himself, hid himself in a cave, and came to believe that he was the last of the prophets of God. He got his eyes off God and lost focus. It was then the Lord instructed him to stand on a mountain as God passed by. There was a great wind, an earthquake, and then fire, but God was not in any of those. Then comes a still, small voice in which he heard God and understood him. This shows Elijah was able to recognize God's voice. So when Elijah stopped focusing on the fear of what men could do and his feelings of being alone, God's voice was heard and Elijah went on to be taken up to heaven in a whirlwind. We see when life throws us earthquakes fires and winds, but sometimes we have this notion we can do it on our own. We also think we have enough in us to make it through anything, so what do we do? We fight through the storm of life. As was true for Elijah, when we also focus on the noise and the confusion in life, we could get our eyes off the Lord. However, if we listen for a still, small voice and to his word, we could find victory and reward. According to Matthew 14, verse 22 to 33, Jesus sent his disciples on ahead of him in a boat to cross the Sea of Galilee. Several hours later in the morning, the disciples encountered a storm that frightened them. Then they witnessed Jesus walking towards them across the surface of the water, and their fear turned to terror because they believed they were seeing a ghost. They did not know it was Jesus. And as recorded in verse 27, Jesus told them, Take courage, it is I. Peter replied, Lord, if it, it is you. Tell me, to, tell me to come to you on the water. And, Peter, and Jesus invited Peter to do just that. Peter jumped out of the boat and began walking on the water towards Jesus. But the moment he took his eyes off Jesus, he saw nothing but the wind and the waves. And he started to sink. Peter did not begin to sink until he started looking around at the wind and the waves. Remember, Peter's name means the rock, but in this story, he sank just like a rock. As Christians and pathfinders, the lesson is when we take our eyes off Jesus and focus on our difficult circumstances, we begin to sink under the weight of our problems. There is a story of one of my extended family pastors who was preaching at a church in Massachusetts. Unfortunately, he had a stroke while preaching the gospel and was rushed to the ER. After several weeks of intensive care and prayers, God saved his life. Everyone in the family was focusing on how he could walk again, but he decided to focus on the one who was in control of the problem. And by God's grace, he started taking steps with Jesus. He didn't allow the circumstance of his problem to mess up what God had planned for him. Yes, we may not have the strength, resources, or wisdom to handle these, but like the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12 verse nine that his grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in your weakness. Being still helps us to connect with Jesus and to do away with distractions. However, the desire for wealth and the influence of material things may cause us to lose focus on Jesus. For instance, when Jesus visited Mary and Martha, the Bible said Mary sat at the foot of Jesus, but Martha was distracted with all the preparations she had to make. Let us follow the example of Mary instead of Martha, because when we lose focus on Jesus, we will become confused and live a life filled with fear and doubt. While reading one of my daily guides, I learned that the sun does not rise and it does not set. Really? Instead, the sun stays still, steady and bright, and as the earth turns to face the sun, that is when morning comes. The darkness of night comes when the earth turns away. And I believe it is the same with us. In our trials, when we turn to face the sun, Jesus, who is steady and bright, just like the earth, we are filled with light. When our mind and our spirit are still, our whole body is at peace. We can see things with a clear mind, feel things with a pure heart, and hear the voice of our Heavenly Father with ears that are open and in tune with his spirit. We will know God because we will be one with him. There are certain things you can do daily to help us stay focused or be still. We can begin today by praying, reading the scriptures, staying away from sin, stopping everything we do and going to a quiet place to hear God's voice, and daily asking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Being still and know that I am God is not just a saying, but rather, it is the personal decision of not letting other things distract you. As we learn to be still and trust in God, we come to know and understand that we are God's children. We are never alone, never unaided, and never forgotten. He will come to us. I may not know what is going through your mind this morning, but the time to play it safe and rely on your own strength is over. Are there fears and doubts that keep you from risking it all for Christ? Are there other problems distracting you from the source of your power? Whatever it is, the one greater than fear, problems, and doubts is here this morning. Jesus is waiting on you to believe and focus on him. If you want to take a step out of the boat as Peter did and take a walk with Jesus, may you please raise your hand. All it takes is for us to be still. Let us take a moment to be still in this heavenly place in the presence of God. Let us pray. Our heavenly Father, our Lord and Master, Savior, we have struggled on our own trying to keep our eyes on you. We pray... We pray that you, you, we surrender all our fears, doubts, and other distractions on you. We pray that you rescue us from all of our problems. Give us the strength and the grace to keep our eyes on you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be still and to, and to know your word. In your name I pray, amen. Good afternoon, church.
0: I hope that you all are having a blessed Sabbath. Before I begin, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we could all come join together in your church. Please with us as we read your word, please help us to be able to take it in and apply it to our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. On Sabbath, we talk a lot about God. But how come when we have challenges, we can't face on our own, we don't go to God first? So imagine just sitting in your house, relaxing, then all of a sudden you're being told that the house you are in, is, in a, is on fire. I admit, I did not know what to do. I just panicked. Here's a story about how I thought I was being still. On Friday, September 16, 2016, my family's house is on fire. This event drastically changed our lives for about half a year. The hard part to handle was not the fire itself, but what was to come later. So in the beginning of the rebuilding, everything was fine. The insurance and construction company were doing what they were supposed to. As the months continued, progress started slowing down and the construction company started to not do as much work. It got to a point where sometimes they wouldn't even show up to work on our house. This was frustrating, but we continued on in hope that the house would eventually be back to how it was before. About some months after the fire, my dad found out that the construction company had gone bankrupt. At first, we did not know what to do. The company that was supposed to be helping us helping us, left the job unfinished. We were in shock that a company that was recommended had abandoned the work. About a month went by, and nothing had changed. Things were not going good, but we still had faith that God would deliver. God helped us get all the resources that we needed to finish the house and we would eventually be able to return the house to how it should have been months before. So, when I thought back on this event, I realized I was simply not being still. If we were being still, then we would have let God deliver. It is not always like that. As humans, we have the tendency to try to do things on our own. Sometimes we f- succeed, and other times we fail. Although we finished building the house, if we lost faith in God, then we probably still wouldn't be living in the same house today. When you're facing a challenge, it might not always seem easy to trust that God will be there to help with the problems. When you're in a situation when you need God, you not only need to be still, but also need to trust that he will always be there to help. A common verse about this is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Please turn with me there. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So this means that when you trust in God, they don't to try to do things on your own. You can trust that God will help. This connects to facing challenges. When you have a challenge you can't handle on your own, if you trust in God, then you'll go to him first with your problems. A story where a person tries to do something on their own and, didn't, and it did not go well is the story of Jacob. Please turn me to Genesis chapter 25, verse 23. This verse is God talking to Rebekah before Jacob and Esau were born. It says, and the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So this is God telling Rebecca that the older twin will eventually end up serving the younger twin. So Isaac loved his son Esau because he was a skillful hunter and he ate of his game. He was the kind of son to go outside and do active, active things. You could say he was more of a manly man compared to his brother. And Rebecca loves Jacob because he would stay at home and help around the house. He was the kind of son to go cook some kind of soup or some fancy pastry, you could say. He was more of a mama's boy. Please turn me to Genesis chapter 27, verse 1 through 4. It says, Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see, that he called... I, Esau, his oldest son, and said to him, My son, and he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now when Isaac told this to Esau, Rebekah was listening, and she heard this. She remembered what God had told her before Esau and Jacob were born. So she told Jacob to do as she commanded. Please turn me to verse 9 through 10 to find out what Rebekah told Jacob. It says, Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat it and that he may bless you before his death. So Jacob did as she said so that she could prepare the food. In verse 18 18 through 29, Jacob was able to act like he was his brother Esau and was able to get the blessing from his father, Isaac. This is not what God had meant that the older twin would eventually serve the younger. This is not what God had planned for them. In the book Patriots and Prophets, on page 107, Ellen G. White says, Jacob and Rebekah succeeded in their purpose but they gained only sorrow and deception. God had declared that Jacob should receive the birthright and his word would have been fulfilled in his own time had they waited in faith for him to work. But like many who now profess to be children of God, they were unwilling to leave the matter in his hands. So she's saying that Jacob still would have eventually received the birthright. Rebecca and Jacob didn't have faith that God would have fulfilled what he had told Rebecca. The fact that they took things into their own hands tore their family apart. Jacob made his life more complicated because he did wait for God to do what he had planned. Jacob is not the only person who does this. All of us in this church do this as well. When we are facing a challenge, we all should do things on our own. We don't wait for God. We just try to prove that we can accomplish anything. An example of people being still and waiting on God in the Bible is in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. Please turn me there. Leading up to this verse, Moses and the Israelites are being chased by Pharaoh and the Egyptians. The Israelites were scared and they doubted Moses. They got to a point where they were trapped. So imagine being chased by the scariest thing you can think of coming right behind you and then have mountains on either side of you and the sea right in front of you. You would have nowhere to go. This is what happened to the Israelites. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 to 14, it says, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, You need only to be still. So all the Israelites needed to do was to be still and put their trust in the Lord. This happens to all of us as well. There are times when we're trying to do something or escape from our problems. We sometimes get to a point where there's nothing we can do. We often forget that God is there to help us. But when people are able to stop what they're doing and be still and have faith that God will help them with any challenge, then they will be able to do anything that is put in front of them. Now, when I think back to my family's house fire, I wonder what God had planned for my family. I wonder what he would have done if we had waited for him. I think about the same about the story of Jacob. What did God have planned for Jacob had he and Rebekah not taken things into their own hands? How can God impact your life if you wait on him and let him work in your life? Now, when I say this, I don't mean to just go sit on your couch and do nothing, but you have to actually talk to God and tell him what you need. Today, I want you to leave with one thing. I want you to remember in your lives when you have a challenge you can't face on your own that God is always there with a better plan. You just need to go to him and he will deliver. If you are facing challenges in your lives that you can't handle, I would like to see God work in your life. Then join me in standing as we be still and watch God work. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we could get into your word. Please help us to remember that when we have challenges we can't face, that if we are still and wait on you, then we will be able to do anything. Please help us to be able to apply this this to our lives and also to help us go share this to other people so that they know that you are always there for them. Please help us to have a good rest of the day and to always remember that when we have faith in you, then we can do anything that's put in front of us. In Jesus' name pray, amen.